0: the C Z of movies. My name is Colin. I am the C. With me is Zijan, Who is the hello, hello,
1: Hello, Um, Colin, you sent me a cryptic message the other day. Was it I, yesterday? The it day was before. yesterday.
0: Yeah. So uh, this is this is the C to Z of movies as I mentioned. But I also do another podcast with my brother oh no no more advertising on this podcast, what you asked huh? me about <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i didn't know what
0: to do uh he had this he had this idea for a segment um where we each message a friend and see who's the fastest to respond his his friend got back within a couple of minutes uh i'm still waiting for you to get it back to the right
1: information <laughs> i didn't know what i was supposed to do with it <laughs> like you could have come you could have gone with something you know that i would respond immediately you know
0: well, well, he he told me he told me we had to be very explicit about what we were doing. But, um, oh, really? So, uh, if you want to listen to that podcast, Peas in the Podcast, soundcloud.com slash Simon That's our address. But, uh, but ignore but listen that. listen to ours first, though. Ignore that. Wait for that because you listen to CZ movies. And today we are talking about Venom, uh, the latest hit film from Sony. We're uh, got. Some you just a hit film. I said hit film. <laughs> hit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about Die Hard We're talking about Jonah Hill We are talking about Netflix originals And much Much much, much more. more And we start As we always do With movie news Sijan
1: Speaking of hit films Oh yes <laughs> Kingsman 3 Has been greenlit For November 2019 Has Yeah, Yeah With Matthew One Returning as writer and director And apparently It's not going to be a sequel It's going to be a prequel Ooh, dum dum dum, which is supposed to be set during World War One to tell the origin story of Kingsman. Because obviously, if you run out of ideas for sequels,
0: you do an origin story. Cool. Uh, yeah. Ray Fiennes is in talks, isn't he? He is, uh,
1: and Harris Dickinson, who I've not heard of, no, nope. who are playing the new student and teacher role. Okay. So I'm not too sure whether they're going to rehash the same thing that they did in Kingsman. We did a review of the second Kingsman. I didn't find it as great as the first one. No, I still, I, I
0: still enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't. Uh, I thought it was a both good fun. Because um, Matthew Vaughan's setting up his own uh, studio, isn't he? Has is no. he? I didn't know that. Yeah, ha- hasn't done yet, but he's planning to, and, and there's, I think, planning to do lots of Kingsman stuff as part of that. Um, mm-hmm. Talk of a TV series, maybe, or so. Uh, this is not the last Kingsman film we'll see, I think, because the, the previous one was setting up all kinds of US. What do they call themselves? I, can't, I don't know. Cowboys, <laughs> but they did not call themselves yeah. that. Um, so, you had your Channing Tatum. Yeah.
1: That's the most American name you could think of, Colin. Cowboys. Cowboy. Well, really.
0: They, <laughs> they wore uh, cowboy hats, I'm sure. Or maybe I imagine that. I There's a lasso involved, certainly. Pedro Pascobar, what his name is. Um, Hadley Berry. We were, uh, they were certainly building it up for a uh, US spin Statesman. That's what it was. Statesman. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Oh, who knows? I'd watch this. Now, I'll watch it as well
1: because I still like the first uh, Kingsman hmm but well we wouldn't get Taron Egerton or Colin Firth in this though
0: Uh, no I guess yes unless they're going to do some sort of book ending but yeah I think you're right we wouldn't get them Taron Egerton's too busy playing Robin Hood in that weird looking Robin Hood film that's coming up and the new Elton John
1: oh we're playing Elton John which looks good actually I think yeah, yeah I thought that looks amazing I thought he yeah he plays a good Elton he seems, John he
0: seems to have nailed that yeah yeah uh, my first item of news is that Christian Bale is going to win an Oscar next year um, it's not so much, oh, much okay. wow. it's not not so much news as conjecture but I, I you, you heard it here first CZ exclusive he's going to win he's going to win
1: not even an Oscar nomination you're going uh, all the way
0: all the way so I don't know if you've That's seen some the, trailer for, the trailer for Vice uh, which ah. is playing Dick Cheney mm-hmm. um, he is unrecognisable uh, as, as Dick Cheney going to win an Oscar actually no it looks really good uh, Adam McKay did Big Short which I didn't love to be honest but got quite a lot of awards recognition it
1: uh, Amy Adams
0: yeah yes yeah Yeah. Um, it's his wife and uh, what's his name Sam Rockwell is George W. Bush uh, I think Steve Carell's in it back from the uh, working with Adam McKay again uh, yeah I, I think this looks great from what we've seen and it feels very Oscar-y as well um,
1: this will be Christian Bale's second Oscar
0: yeah he got the best actor for The Fighter did he yes he did yeah um, so he's, he's famous for kind of going up and down in weight I'm sure apparently he said that he wasn't going to do that anymore but um, well that was a lie so he's well, he's put on quite a lot of weight and prosthetics but he, he looks like a real person which um, you don't always So like when Gary Oldman was playing Winston Churchill he, he did, did a great job but I don't think he ever really looked like a real person mm. and all that whereas he actually does look uh, believable so uh, yeah, obviously we've only seen a trailer, so I'm a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I think it's going to be good.
1: Is this film coming out uh, for Oscar season as well? So January, February time.
0: I believe so. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> long, soul <song>, call. <Colin. laughs> it. said when you're going through Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> well, I've just I just looked up Vice, which could be a dangerous thing to do. Um, here we go. Vice Vice. We can cut some of this out. Our Vice 2018 film is coming out in, on Christmas Day this year. Oh, so it's banging in time for for Oscar uh, Oscar season.
1: And Christmas, the Christmas spirit, of course. Yeah,
0: you know, Christmas Day, go out and celebrate by watching a film about Dick Cheney. Yeah, why not? I'll be
1: doing Mary Poppins returns. Yeah. Well, if it's anything
0: <laughs> like um if it's anything like most of these Oscar buzz pictures, it won't come out here till January or February. No, that's true. Some for some reasons I don't understand. Maybe to do with the BAFTAs, I don't know. They would seem to shut the next year. Well, most films come out late in the UK anyway. Well, do they? I mean a lot of films do, but you blockbusters tend to come out around the same time. Um, uh, most, well, a lot of films come out at the same time these days. But the it, it seems, we, we never really get Oscar-y type films in December, they
1: no. And then and, and it crowd everything in January and February and forcing us to watch everything within the within two weeks. So yeah, we can let everyone
0: know <laughs> exactly, and it's annoying because the Oscars come out, and it's like, I've, I've not seen half these films. <laughs> I know, it's not. uh, oh wow. Well. This, this year, this December's easy, and let's fly to America to watch all these films. Oi, who's funding us? <laughs> uh, our listeners, <laughs> we should start out our Patreon site, we Colin. Start on Patreon. If you'd like to pay for Zid to fly to America just so we can sit in a <laughs> cinema for a week. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> Avoiding our families' uh, Christmas, <laughs> please do that. And my brother's wedding. I've not been invited to your brother's wedding. <laughs> no, but I am. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, yep. maybe next. Time.
1: Anyway, uh, so moving on from that, uh, Pitch Perfect four. What? Seems to be happening. Really, I I hadn't yeah. heard that. Yeah. Did you know that Pitch Perfect three is the second highest grossing musical comedy of all time?
0: Um, I did not know that. What's the highest grossing?
1: Pitch Perfect Two, right? Yeah. So there's no surprises that, that Pitch Perfect Four is probably going to happen.
0: I'm a little bit surprised. Yeah, yeah. They, they they're probably they're, going to ha- They felt like they were getting worse. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, you think so, right? Um, uh, I didn't watch the third one, and did I watch the second one? I did not think I watched the second one either. But anyway, uh, Rebel Wilson posted on Instagram,
0: oh, yeah.
1: uh, where she shared a selfie with. Anna Kemp, Brittany Snow, and Crucifit showing four girls with four fingers held up, above a caption with four hearts in it. Mm. So I think it's a bit, um, you know, on nose. <laughs> <But It's laughs>
0: Night at the Museum Four is coming. <laughs> is
1: yeah, with with the same cast as Speech Perfect Three.
0: Yeah, Robert Wilson was in Night at the Museum Three. <laughs> Maybe she's bringing the rest in. <laughs> uh, but no, no Anna Kendrick, no, no Hayley Haley Steinfeld. Uh, well, they could be in it. No, John Lithgow. Um, Maybe
1: who else? yeah okay but, yeah, i'd watch it i've watched the others yeah why not right <laughs> you'll watch pitch perfect 100 if it was if yeah. there anyway i mean
0: I i've never i've never seen any of them in the cinema i've always waited for the dvd uh, but uh you yeah.
1: know
0: well, you're you're in it with for the long run you're with them that's it yeah. I, I as long as they maintain themselves as the highest Depends. grossing musical comedies around <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> um let's let's talk uh let's talk fox uh moving their film dates around um uh, okay yeah i've not written down all the dates they've changed because they've changed a lot but uh the most interesting one i thought was that dark phoenix the, the next x-men film which has already been moved at least once i think possibly twice uh has been moved again it was going to be on valentine's day next year and now it's going to be in june next year uh, which was announced within days of the trailer landing <laughs> yeah i know i was very sort of surprised by that they must mean there must be a they must predict a lot of
1: reshoots to happen
0: you'd think they'd be talking to each other, but haven't they already reshot they've had they've had ages to reshoot I have no idea but well, like, oh we put the trailer oh, yeah. what date did you put oh we put February Ah, oh, could change that it, it's mad um, I'm, I'm assuming that new mutants got pushed again I didn't really pay attention to that um, <laughs> does anyone still follow that there's a new mutants happening is it still happening no one knows oh it's still still allegedly uh, we'll be long dead before that comes out um, <laughs> uh, Gambit Gambit is still happening That's oh really That's wow I've waited like <laughs> 10 years for this film. Uh, yes, that's just probably not far. So for people who haven't been paying attention to Gambit, it's allegedly going to star Channing Tatum. It's been pushed back more times than, uh, than Channing Tatum has had hot dinners and is now in March 2020. Uh, interestingly, there's an untitled Deadpool film that's dropping on... Dropping? Can I get away with saying dropping? Yeah, you can. Cool. We're not going to bleep anything out in this <laughs> podcast anyway. <laughs> it's dropping on December 21st. Uh, this year um rumors are it might be a pg-13 version of deadpool 2 okay uh, there's even been a suggestion that it might be bookended with fred savage reprising his role from the princess bride um, as the kid that the story gets read to which seems okay. quite deadpooly i could see them doing that yeah um I have heard another podcast suggesting that they may have shot Deadpool 3 in secret and just releasing it out of nowhere, (laughs) which seems very unlikely
1: to (laughs)
0: me. That would be pretty
1: cool though, if they did that.
0: It it would be awesome, but there's no, in this day and age, with kind of set photos and all stuff, there's no way. Yeah. No way. Um, so and is it would be interesting for them to just re release a a recut version, especially since they've put a, a kind of they released a super edition whether it is on Blu ray, um what, a month ago. I so I'm really confused as to what this is gonna be. Um I'm, Do I know it's Colin. No. And we've not really had kind of like a stealth film. I suppose a, um I suppose you can get the occasional Cloverfield film that drops out of nowhere. No you get that with Netflix somewhere, uh, sometimes. But the kind of a stealth cinema release where we're just suddenly like, right, this is what we're doing. I don't think I've
1: seen that before. Well, we just have to be thankful it gives us things to pad our podcast with. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm, yeah, thanks. When it does better than Acro that's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> uh,
1: um, I have news that Gal Gadot is joining Death on the Now. She is. The second, well, this kind of run uh, Hercule Poirot film. I'm I'm pretty sure you mispronounced so
0: every single name in that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing Gal Gadot quite Gadot? Correct, right? it, you I think you pronounce the T in Gadot. Gadot. Oh, I don't well, know I don't uh, know I don't, <laughs> the I don't I know pronounced... how you pronounce the O but you definitely pronounce the T. I pronounced that now correctly But then you said that you pronounced the G in Kenneth Branagh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um.
1: <laughs> I get that Christie's next novel. Yes. yes. Is Which, that correct?
0: Oh, that's very good. Spot on yeah. Um yes, uh as is Army Hamer. Um oh, is he? Or Army Hammer. Uh he's been announced for it as well.
1: Oh, okay. Uh I've read the book. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I think it's not one of my favourite books. I'm not too sure why they adapted it, but yeah, it's okay.
0: It's, it's pretty good. there's been a couple of annotations. There's a famous uh Peter Ushnov adaptation of it. Um they also yeah, obviously David Suchet did all the Poirot books, but um
1: it's really one of those closed room mysteries, isn't it? Like, you
0: well, know. they mostly are. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, it has to be someone from this boat. Uh, a young Emily Blunt was uh, was in the the ITV David Suchet version. Oh, really? Wow! One of the early things she did. So they, they did quite. A, they did a kind of feature length version. Uh, was she? I'm, I'm assuming the Gal Gadot role is going to be the Emily Blunt role from that. From that yeah, film, kind of the main. She woman. is
1: playing a uh, Linette Doyle.
0: Uh, okay, and I'm assuming the army is the main bloke Simon something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, based on when they've announced it. But yeah, it's it just, it's because of the of version, I think if you ask the man in the street to name Anthony Christie books, um Murdering the Express would be the first one, but Death on the Isle is probably the second most famous. Oh really? I didn't in know. In this that. in this country really. Um so I'm a little bit surprised that he's gone for something quite that obvious really in terms of adaptation. i thought you might want to uh break new ground. We we did a podcast on Murdering the Express, didn't we? We
1: did. Yes. you certainly
0: mentioned it um i was a little bit underwhelmed if i wanted
1: to okay
0: but i'll definitely watch uh the next one uh, yeah, but it's
1: one of those things that food i need you know who de- who did it anyway
0: that's true so there's no surprises for us no um uh, but it's a good i think it's a good story i I think yeah. uh, and then the run is my favorite obviously that's not a prior and that's been done loads of times anyway but. Uh West Side Story. Um Ansel Elgort has been cast as Tony in Spielberg's uh West Side Story remake. Okay. Um yeah, I I'm not blown away by Ansel Elgort. He was pretty good in Baby Driver, pretty good in Fault in Stars. Hmm. I'm sure he's yeah. done other things. Was he was he in the uh in your, your favourite film series, uh, the Divergent film series? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm sure he would have been. Seems like <laughs> I can't knows. think he'd done. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, uh, are they gonna cast a Latina actress as um Maria
0: I'm sure they will after the uh, whole debacle
1: with Natalie Wood
0: Natalie Wood and her pretending to be Latina yeah I don't think they've cast that yet but I'm sure they will Uh, I'm looking forward to that I think it'll be interesting to see what Spielberg does with it Um, Hmm.
1: Uh, I'm ambivalent I like the original enough um, that I don't really need to see a sequel Oh, not a sequel a remake Mm. fair enough uh Michelle Williams, who we'll talk about later in our review for Venom, yes, is going to be leading the film called The Challenger. Oh yes, which tells the tragic story of NASA's worst disaster.
0: Oh yes. yes, yes.
1: Yeah. So if you don't know the story, um, seventy years after Neil Armstrong landed on the moon, um, which by the way has a film coming up next week. Seven, 70 years. Seventeen.
0: All oh, right. I was gonna say this is <laughs> happening in the future. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay.
1: Um, the space shuttle Challenger exploded just seventy-three sec- uh, seventy-three seconds after launch, yeah. killing all seven crew members before they reached orbit.
0: Yeah. So okay. Um, so she is, she's presumably playing a a wife, obviously. I don't, I don't not have any problems. No, with she's her, so. she's
1: gonna play one of the astronauts. Um, it's thirty-seven-year-old Christum. Oh McAuliffe I I can't pronounce the last name I didn't know
0: there were women on board there you go yeah yeah Uh, a school
1: teacher who was travelling to space to conduct experiments and teach the first lessons in zero gravity but unfortunately they didn't make it into space
0: Okay. do do you know the director
1: of this? Uh, Martin Zenvliet okay doesn't ring a bell no I couldn't couldn't find anything about him but there's there's been a lot of um, NASA related films
0: I uh-huh. yeah, I may, may, may or may not be talking about one of them in our to C or not to Z section.
1: Yeah, and there's hidden figures. That was, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: We should we should do a space episode sometime. We
1: well uh, yeah we could Did, well, didn't we do an aliens episode?
0: Yeah, but real space, you know, like real real, real, <laughs> life, real life. What space.
1: do you mean? What do you mean real life space, Colin? Like aliens is real life space? No, it's not.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, space without aliens. That's what I think, I'm thinking. We should do. um Anyway, uh, big week for Asians, Zijian. Big week for Asians. Every um, week is a big week for Asians, colleagues. <laughs> what are talking about? Uh, particularly Asians who might turn into snakes. Um, it's, it's been announced that in the next Fantastic Beasts, Nagini? Nagini? Naginoi? Choose one of those. Nagini, right? Nagini, let's go with that. Who is a snake in the Harry Potter books. Turns out that she was a human who was a maledictus, which is a. Some sort of uh, blood curse that only women can get where you will turn into a snake. You can turn back and forth and eventually end up as a snake. This is a, a new thing for the Harry Potter world and has caused consternation across the internet. Um, partly because people are upset that a, an Asian has been chosen to be a snake. I couldn't quite join the dots on that one. But, uh,
1: I, I don't get the outrage either, Okay, um, No, no not, not at all. Um, like, I saw some of the reasons behind why people were... Um, angered by this um, but I it's it's a very tenuous link really. okay yeah um, people saying that, like you know Asians are treated as inferior etc yeah but very tenuous very very tenuous
0: okay well I'll I'll take your word for that uh, but I, I quite like the this idea that this, this um, major element of the Harry Potter books has, has been given some more backstory uh, I think that's quite
1: fun. yeah I, I have no issues with it I mean Najini played quite an important role in the last book mm. So um, Yeah I'm, I'm happy for These characters To be more fleshed out
0: Yeah Literally <laughs> What else you got?
1: Um, Chris Evans Oh yes uh, Has supposedly Finished playing Captain America
0: Yeah Which we all knew Didn't we? <laughs> yeah
1: well I Some people did
0: Maybe it wasn't official But um,
1: No He made a final tweet um, saying, thanking everyone for the role, uh, thank you for the memories, uh, being eternally grateful for it. And yeah. So I, th-
0: times. I think, we, he'd said before this was his last contracted film. Uh, yeah, so be, obviously we'll find out next year whether he dies or just goes off yeah. into sunset or travels guess, in time. Or I guess people are
1: still holding on for the hope that, you know, he may appear like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man in y- future.
0: Yeah. I mean, I never say never, I suppose, but I can see why he wants to move on to other things.
1: Mm. So he hasn't been doing any other th- things that I know of though compared to the rest of the cast.
0: Um, yeah, he's done some kind of fairly low budget. He started directing. He did a film called um, Before We Go with Alice Eve which was his directorial debut. I thought that was, that was pretty good. That's on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything particularly big. Snow obviously, a few years ago. Uh, but I guess this, this takes up a lot of his time. So it's nice for him to get a chance to do something else. I, I think he's going to die in Infinity War 2 or whatever it's going to be called.
1: He he probably will. Well, Mark Ruffalo could say he's kind of spoiled. The,
0: that felt the, fake to me. That is so fake. Uh, <laughs> although, um, so yeah, for, for example, Mark Ruffalo and Jimmy Fallon was like, I'm going to tell you what the film is called and they bleeped it out, which some people are taking seriously. Um, but he, he did a thing with before where he said, oh, the next Avengers, everyone's going to die and uh it turns out, I mean, he played it off like it was a fake, and he did it a few more times, kind of obviously fake. But I think that was a genuine error that he made in that first time. Oh yeah. Really? Wow. So, uh, yeah, I don't think they're telling him what the, there's no way they're telling him what the title is. No,
1: <laughs> I think they're still, oh, they finished reshoots as well, right? So, Have they all finished? Well, I would imagine so if Chris Evans was tweeting that, right?
0: Well, he, he's certainly finished, but they might have other Oh, stuff okay, on, yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, well, we're here. speaking of uh, superhero movies, um, Birds of Prey movie is is going ahead. Um, uh, allegedly, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead has been cast as Huntress, and Journey Smollett Bell, which is a fantastic name, mm-hmm. um, is playing Black Canary. Uh, I remember her from the TV series Parenthood, by which I mean I had to look her up to see which person <laughs> she was in, but she was in for a few episodes. She
1: was in True Blood as well.
0: Yes, more famously True Blood. Yes, which I don't yeah. know. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead I think is a great character. actress um, she's in two of my favourite films um, Spectacular Now and Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. more who so was she in Scott Pilgrim Scott Pilgrim she was Ramona she was the oh
1: actress. okay that so makes sense main, main oh main
0: no hero. now I can see her as Huntress hmm. yeah. she does
1: look very similar to what Huntress would look like
0: okay, I, don't, I don't know the character really, but. Uh, mm. but I think well
1: Huntress in uh, DC Comics they are depending on which storyline you follow could either be the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. Alright. Or the daughter of a Gotham mob boss. I
0: don't think they're going to do the Batman Catwoman thing. No, probably not,
1: no. <laughs> and uh, she's basically, she doesn't have any superpowers. She's like Batman. But she, she has a crossbow and she's a super assassin.
0: Okay. So it looks like Birds of Prey is actually happening. Um,
1: well, I don't, I, I mean, I like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. So I'm quite okay with this film happening.
0: Well, I think. They'll be delighted to know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my approval is given. I've given them my stamp of approval. I mean, as we've said before, I have a lot of trouble with with the whole um, character of, of Harley Quinn. I think it's but very...
1: only in co- in context with the Joker, right?
0: So, well, just this whole thing that um, she's basically insane, and, and that's supposed to be kind of sexy. I find that very weird. But there you go. I'm sure they'll keep plugging away with her. Speaking of Margot Robbie uh, She's in Talks For the Barbie movie The one that Amy Schumer was supposed To be playing The one that Amy Schumer Was supposed to be playing And someone else before that I can't remember Who it was before that um, Okay what, what happened though Why? What, I didn't know that Talks died with uh, No I didn't between... know that But uh, apparently they did And I think she's Talked She might be producing it as well um, And yeah I, I did even see something that might be going to A new studio So the, the Barbie movie Seems to be up in the air um, I wasn't I wasn't counting On the Barbie movie uh, I'll be honest Oh, so It's not like I'm
1: going to watch the film anyway
0: No <laughs> um, The only other thing I've got is that Sam Claflin has joined the cast of Charlie's Angels um, Which I mentioned because I like Sam Claflin He was in The Hunger Games Apparently so um, Yes, he was He was um, in uh, Journey's End this year Which was very good He was fantastic in that film And wasn't he in that one with Jim Raston? Um, their finest I think it might be in that as well Yes
1: he was um,
0: Yeah I'm, a, I'm a, a fan of his I don't know what he's playing in that but, um, Presumably a love interest of some writing mm. Or or a villain One of those Or both You got any more news? Nope I'm done We move then on to uh, To see or not to Z? We all talk about films We've recently seen and tell you The list and whether you should see them Or whether you should not Z them uh, Zijan Have you seen a film? I have I saw A Star Is Born Oh, really? Yes. Why do you say, oh, really? Like, oh, really? Because I'm intrigued and excited. This, this film baffles me, basically. Um, why? Have you so seen it? I haven't. But basically, mm-hmm. I saw a trailer, so I thought, okay, that looks like it might be all right. And then suddenly, it's this big kind of Oscar momentum. Everyone loves this film. And I can't quite work out, from the trailers at least, why that would be the case. But you can enlighten me, Zian.
1: Okay. So, for those who don't know, there have been three films before this, A Star is Born. Yes. About the Star Is Born, um, one with Judy Garland playing um, the main character, and one with uh, Barbara Streisand as well. And
0: the other one and that no one remembers. No one
1: remembers the other one. Yeah, and they all pretty much tell the same story where you see um, a male singer or artist, and this time played by Bradley Cooper, who discovered or found uh, and and fall in love with uh, uh, a female artist. This time played by Lady Gaga. Yep. Um. And over the course of the film, you'll see the the star of the of Lady Gaga rise as yes. she becomes more and more famous. Whereas um, the whereas the fandom, the stardom of Bradley Cooper's character dwindles along, and the film just you know discusses the relationship between them and fandom and stardom really. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, this is uh Bradley Cooper's uh, directorial debut. Yeah and i think it's a very very confident uh debut to be okay, honest yeah. um if you read all the reviews people have been um raving about lady gaga's performances and Sorry, yes. yeah she 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 is great in this i mean um she 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 has acted before in american horror story i believe right, okay. but this is my first time seeing her acting uh, on uh, on film and in general really um and she's good playing the very um vulnerable very young um Girl who has been broken down by the industry, hmm. but wants to break into it, and the scene where she, you know, was brought up to stage for the first time. She was reluctant to go on stage, and she went on to that. I ne na- I thought she nailed that performance really well, um, but I thought that Bradley Cooper gave a stupendous performance in this film. Ah. It was I thought I I know as much as people rave about Lady Gaga's performance, I thought Bradley Cooper was just simply great in this. Oh, yeah. like, I never rated him. Uh, I don't think I've seen many of uh, very cool films apart from, you know, The Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> which oh, okay. don't really say much, and like, The A-Team, but I thought he was sort <laughs> of really, really great in this. The film is a little too long. It's about 130 minutes. Oh, yeah. It could cut the middle bit short by a little bit, but I think you should watch it. Colin, it's great.
0: Okay. Um, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, I saw First Man, uh, as mentioned. Oh, you have! I want to watch. How?
1: How? Well, when you're out.
0: important like I am, you get to see films before they're released. Uh, so this is the good people of the Times uh, who occasionally get, give out pre-release tickets to Times subscribers So I see uh-huh. it b- before it's out in cinemas. Uh, it's yeah, the story of Neil Armstrong and the, the first um, man to walk on the moon of Apollo 11 mission. Uh, it's directed by Damien Chazelle, who did La La Land and Whiplash, which are two of my favourite films of the last few years. Uh, So this is basically the film I was probably looking forward to most this year, something up there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good. It is good. Um, I think not as good as those two, Um, and I don't think I'm going to be ranking it among my favourites of the year. Okay. The the performances are great, so I say, Ryan Gosling is is excellent. Um, Claire Foy, who plays his wife, is is very good as well, Um, possibly even better. Uh, I think the problem it's got is that there's not a so lot of drama. Um, so obviously, uh, getting to the moon is a fantastic achievement, yes. but we all know he does it. <laughs> there's no kind of so they, they kind of occasionally try to play up the oh it's really dangerous. Will, will he be coming back? Will he not? And then, well, we we know he comes back. We know it all works out fine. Um, and there, there is some kind of drama, particularly in the earlier stages, where previous missions have failed and people have died in previous missions. Lots of people, in fact. Lots, I had not realise really how many of the astronauts did die um, in the in lead-up. Um, I also didn't realise that Neil Armstrong's young daughter had died towards the start of the 60s. So oh, you wow. See, um, that that plays quite a big part in the film, which I didn't know about that. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, directed well, acted well, it's good screenplay, but it, because there's because you know what's going to happen, I think it's difficult um, to build up. So I think it's worth seeing, but I don't think it's going to be a kind of award season...
1: And The story isn't compelling by itself, too. Not,
0: not really. And there's some great shots on the moon and some great shots of that. But it kind of, well, we've seen the real life shots of that, and so we know that it's great. Um, yeah. So it's 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 fine. Um, it's it's be, more than fine, but but not as not as good as I was hoping. Perhaps. Um, I think that there's a reason that Apollo thirteen was made into a film a long time before this was because apollo 13 has got real drama and, and mm. tragedy and, and kind of excitement and su- suspense whereas this is a kind of i think to, astronauts i think by nature are probably quite boring <laughs> um in that they yeah they would do it right because yeah. they
1: need to stay calm under all kinds of pressure exactly. and stressful need, scenarios they yeah.
0: yeah they need to not react they need to follow instructions they need to yeah keep a level head and, and you yeah, know what have you and, and I could be wrong but I feel Neil Armstrong probably isn't the most interesting person in the world he's a fa- obviously a fantastic achievement and, and, and smart guy and all this but uh, they, they kind of play at, play at Buzz Aldrin as the funnier one which I think probably is true as well um, hmm. yeah worth seeing but I'd say I don't think he's going to be winning any awards come uh, Oscar season
1: okay fair enough
0: uh, should we move on then to uh, so Let's do some recasting quickly I don't think this is going to delay us as long as sometimes Our recasting does Yeah
1: I noticed the lack of
0: responses Colin yep. uh, So we've occasionally done segments It's been, been over a year since our last one Where we said, if you're going to remake a film Who would you cast in that film We've, we've had lots of people responding until now no I think people have just blocked us on Facebook now Colin I could Or be unfollowed it. us I could be <laughs> it.
1: After all the uh, podcast promotions Colin mm, we finally yeah. lost our friends
0: But it was worth it <laughs> Is it really? Because we've got this podcast and they can't take that away from us. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if it weren't for this podcast, I'd never have got to see uh, Coco. So, um, (laughs) anyway, Die Hard. uh, We know it has Bruce Willis and Anna Rickman. Um, But who should play those parts if it were remade? Uh, Let's run through some suggestions we've had before we we do ours, if that's all right. Mm. Uh, Pete has suggested Tom Hardy uh, of Venom fame could play Hans Gruber. Um. Yeah. I can I, see that he, I can see good, that yeah good at accents quite tough guy yeah mm. uh, Christoph Farts has been suggested by both Alan and James uh, for Gruber as well
1: yeah that um, work as well
0: yeah I'm a little bit tired of seeing Christoph Farts in the kind of the villain role <laughs> he, uh, he does that
1: so well though
0: he does do it very well um, uh, Michael Fassbender for either role it's just Alan maybe even both maybe we could do both um, <laughs> I, I, could, I can certainly see him being villainous obviously as Magneto uh, stuff yeah uh Alan also suggested chris pine for for john mclean which i I like actually a lot um, mm.
1: hey, chris pine has a very all-american kind of boy yeah all-american boy look like, yeah american hero kind of people you go root for him it's like a chris evans kind of thing
0: yeah and he's getting in jack ryan which is similar in some ways a kind of um smart intelligent guy he's been thrown into a tough situation um uh, Simon who has not seen the film um, <laughs> Suggests Natasha McElhone Whose name I'm probably mispronouncing And Laura Dern I think those are just his go-to actresses for remaking stuff How has Simon not seen this film? How have you not made him see this film? Well, uh, he doesn't listen to me uh, <laughs> And uh, What's the point of having a twin then? I don't know Zijan. If you can't get him to watch Die Hard Which is probably in my top 200 favourite films <laughs> uh, in the Top 10 Christmas films, right? Uh, I'm not a huge die-hard fan. It's all right. It's no. very good, but it's not, not really one of my favorites. Why are we doing this recasting now then? Because uh, I thought those people would know it. <laughs> um, anyway, Andy has suggested that I, Colin Thomas, could play Hans Gruber, which uh, I think is the best choice. Um, but let's go for what you suggest. suggested. What, what, what have you gone for here, Zizia? Uh For Hans Gruber?
1: Yes. I went for Daniel Bro.
0: Okay, I like it. Quite meaningless. Yeah, cool. Yes.
1: Yeah, who played? If for those you don't know, like he played uh, Baron Zemo. Did in yeah. the Avengers, and uh, I, I Nicky think he louder
0: in Rush. Yeah, yeah,
1: he was very good in Rush, by the way. Mm, he was. Um, very good, yeah. yeah, so I think he makes a very good. Uh, yeah, he will make a very good Hans Gruber. And I, don't like it. I, I think he's. Uh, is he, wh- where's he from? I think he's German. Yeah, I think he's more a Hans than. Yes, that's true. Alexander <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rickman is. Um, uh, I I had t- some struggle. Uh, finding a John McClane character To be honest Like All the actors I wanted to play him Were either A bit too old Or a bit too young Okay <laughs> To play him So I went a bit uh, Left field oh, and yeah. I went with uh, Dev Patel Okay
0: To play a John McClane Dev Patel Interesting
1: Yeah uh, I like his work I think it's
0: about The right age um to be honest that's probably my
1: first thing I came okay. to mind. So
0: but he might be on the young side but actually i looked at bruce willis was only 33 i think exactly yeah so yeah, okay uh, okay i think
1: he did a really a really good job as in line
0: a very uh solid austrian accent
1: so i can see him yeah, playing an American. Accents,
0: yeah okay yeah. Hmm. um for for john mcclain i've gone for ryan reynolds um who is slightly older but uh I think the thing about Bruce Willis in this film is that he was known for comedy before doing this. He'd mm-hmm. done moonlighting and was kind of this cheeky comedic trap and it was a real kind of um, left field turn for him to be playing an action hero. Which, looking back, feel you kind of Bruce Willis—that's what he does. But I think part of the the reason for the film's success, I think, was kind of playing against type. So I'd like to see Ryan Reynolds kind of cut back on the kind of the quips and stuff. I and mean, there's still kind of a few kind of um, sardonic smiles on this, but I think I think he would be able to uh, pick that up. I think, and um Paul Bettany I went for for Gruber. Oh okay. I like that. It um, took me a while to come up with a Gruber, but I think he would uh, he'd play well off.
1: I, um, I do like Paul Bettany as Gruber quite a bit. I mean Ryan Reynolds as um Yeah, McLean. Ryan Reynolds says McLean is okay, but uh, Paul Bettany as Gruber, I can see that quite well.
0: There we go. Uh mm. someone make make any of that happen. <laughs> Especially if it's me playing Gruber. Um <laughs> So, belatedly, we move on to the main topic of the day uh, Which is Venom We will as ever do uh, non-spoilers and then spoilers Uh, But we'll start off, Sijan, with you telling the world what Venom's all about Do I have to
1: call it... Yeah, the thing is, I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or actually, um, you'll find out later on (laughs) In this review, why I think the plot is probably rubbish Anyway, Venom (laughs) Tells uh, the origin story of uh, Eddie Brock. Yes. So, for those who don't know, um, you know Eddie Brock appeared in uh, Spider-Man 3. He did. Played by Topher Grace. Topher Grace, yeah. Uh, he is basically a Spider-Man villain turned anti-hero. Mm-hmm. And in this film, Tom Hardy plays uh, Venom. Whose uh venom is basically a symbiote symbiote how do you pronounce that i believe, I that either, symbiote. I
0: believe that either symbiote or symbiote is acceptable
1: oh okay cool uh tom you plays uh yeah i've said it multiple times really yes. <laughs> uh and it's just the original story
0: but there appears to be no direct link to spider-man but maybe there is but who knows
1: maybe if this film turns
0: out well As i remember this isn't to do with this but i, I one of the things about First Man is that I was slightly put off by the guy next to me being asleep and snoring. <laughs> <laughs> so his, his review is probably not so strong as mine. Uh, anyway, so I thought you were going to say that you didn't know the plot because you'd fallen asleep in this one, and it reminded me of um, of that. Uh, so, uh, I say, say, uh, non-spoilers. Excitement for you, Zijan, I imagine, when the first caption that came up on the film was um was East Malaysia. Yes, yeah. and... um. Facebook is
1: uh, on fire from all my. uh, (laughs) That all the Malaysians were very, very happy with Malaysia being mentioned. Yes. But no one noticed. I don't know why no one noticed this at all. They were driving on the wrong side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) In that scene, I was like, okay, this is definitely not filmed in Malaysia. They're going to do something wrong. I was like, okay. That person is actually speaking very good Malay. So, okay. Yeah, maybe this is very convincing. And first thing I say, first thing I know, this nope wrong side of the road the Brilliant. ambulance was on the bloody wrong side of the road and you also see a view of the driver as well as part of the film and the driver was on the wrong side <laughs> of the so it's clearly not in Malaysia then like people are like oh wow Malaysia is in a, Malaysia is in weather oh everyone is cheering <laughs> this is not Malaysia Malaysia does not, people do not drive on that side of the road
0: so which side of the road do you drive in Malaysia?
1: the, the same as the UK okay
0: well I, did, I didn't know that but that's hilarious Um <laughs> wow, that's
1: pretty <laughs> I know right <laughs> Uh, so I was excited for like 10
0: seconds. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so the first shot we see actually is in space and then uh, the, the um, spaceship blows up or something and, various, and crashes in into Malaysia on the wrong side of the Malaysian road. Um, <laughs> um, how can we do this without spoiling it? Um, so I think it's a 15 rated film in this country. Um, mm-hmm. It was PG-13 in America and there was a lot of controversy about it being PG-13 because people thought Venom should be a an R rated film. Uh, villain or anti antihero. Um, Tom Hardy, when asked what his favourite part of the film was, was that it was the forty minutes they cut out. Um, that's a lot of film. That's a lot to be cut out. And if, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether he was being entirely serious, but to say that his favourite massive chunk was the bit—so presumably he wanted a darker take on this. Um, I think without spoiling this, this film ran through about three or four different genres and, and never really settled. Um so to me the first maybe even the first hour, something for maybe forty five minutes an hour, uh was very horror like. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get these symbiotes, symbiotes um kind of attacking people. You get some fairly nasty I mean it's not graphic, but fairly nasty kind of people being I guess possessed by this stuff and killed and yep. you got f- kind of not exactly jump scares but some kind of lot of suspense shots, things like that. So it felt very dark, very horrory, not not a lot to lighten it by the end it seemed to be some sort of buddy comedy <laughs> it Just and, and I like to be honest I kind of preferred the buddy comedy but, um, me too actually but that, I just felt such a I don't know what how many reshoots or anything this thing had but it just felt it's so weird to go from that beginning to that end um, and I think that's going to upset a lot of Venom fans I would have thought mm.
1: ah, you, you point out a point that uh, I missed um yeah, you're you're right in a sense. Like, I I, I agree with agree you. I prefer. So why is a body comedy? Is because um, basically when Venom takes over Eddie Brock's character, you basically have two creatures inhabiting the same body. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And they talk to each other. So it's basically it's like someone with a bipolar yeah, disorder, really. Which
0: in the trailers and and at first you kind of got this kind of fight for who's in charge of the body. And, and I say without yeah. going into spoilers. Um, what, what kind of at first is kind of well as you might expect someone to react when their body gets taken over there's a lot of fear in what, what is going on mm. and fairly rapidly becomes like oh Venom oh you do like killing people don't you oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway before we get into that let's, let's run through the cast shall we uh, so Tom Hardy as uh, Eddie Brock slash Venom I think he did all the voice work for Venom as well
1: mm. I thought he I thought he did a good job to be honest like I mean given what I think I think it's a shame because the they have a very good cast of people yeah yeah in the film and it's a shame that you know they didn't have more to do
0: yeah um so we'll come on to the other cast now. but but, but tom Hardy, you're right it's a great cast Uh, i actually thought tom hardy was pretty bad um at first i think he got better but i don't know what order they filmed him but but when he was kind of playing eddie brock Just Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, no venom at all. I thought it was a pretty terrible performance, to be honest. Um, Eddie Brock in his hoodie. Yeah, and he's kind of some really weird vocal mannerisms, where he was kind of he'd go high pitched, and, and, and I just didn't really understand what he was supposed to be in that role. Um, I, I like Tom Hyde. I don't always like the stuff he does, uh, and yeah, he's good and good as Bane so when he was doing. So he's done superhero stuff before. I just, yep. as as a lead, I just didn't I guess I've not seen him that often in just a kind of straight lead. So when it, when he has to play the lead in like Legend or, or Bronson, it's been a very he's been playing particular characters, he's been playing quite um out there roles. So just kinda of just playing this every man, I didn't think he did a great job, to be honest. Um mm. Michelle Williams, what do you think to Michelle Williams?
1: Uh under use the yeah. characters just there as a um you know, just to be with Eddie, or, or create some kind of other relationship with Eddie. Yeah. Um. Very underused. Like Michelle Williams is a great
0: actress. She is.
1: I don't I, buy their chemistry though.
0: No, the chemistry was was almost non-existent. Um. So she in the film she's the fiance, uh, as the film begins, and you mm. get this kind of fairly hackneyed. Oh look how happy we are, we're hitting each other with pillows. Thing going on. Um. I really don't feel her heart was in this.
1: No. I'm um, in the at the beginning when they had a conversation in the bar, then they had date night. Yeah, it was quite cringy. Like, like yeah. <laughs> it, it just didn't feel like two people who you know were in a relationship. It just felt like yeah,
0: you know. yeah. They they did not work together at all. And I I get the feeling I, I could be wrong. I get the feeling Michelle Williams doesn't like superhero films. <laughs> um, and, and was doing this for a paycheck and and from, for exposure. I don't, I could be misjudging her I could be doing her a, a, a disservice but it feels a bit like to get to, to take particular level of fame or to take a particular level in your career you need to do a superhero film so let's do this one I, I could be wrong but that's what it felt like to me um uh, Riz Ahmed playing uh, Elon Musk. I mean, playing. um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have the exact same line <laughs> in my <laughs> in my, in my my Excel spreadsheet, Colin. <laughs> yes, I got it in my my classic Word document. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I that tells you all you need to know about the character, really, doesn't it? it's, yeah. it's Elon Musk. Um, it I thought he was Musk. actually very good in this. As this. Me too. And uh, again,
1: Riz Ahmed is a great actor. I love mm. him in Nightcrawler
0: brilliant yeah. Nightcrawler yeah yeah, yeah. good in um, Rogue One as well yeah.
1: yeah and again I wish he had more to do in this film or yeah. less like you know yeah, well, I don't know chewing the scenery
0: we'll come on of. to his arc but yeah he he's kind of classic bugger. I thought he brought he, a, a lot of presence to it it's very very different to his Nightcrawler role where he was kind of this beaten down guy he certainly kind of did well in that powerful man um, brooking no arguments or should I say Rocking no arguments um, <laughs> that's terrible that it's all so bad um, Jenny Slate it w- was was entirely wasted in this film um, who was she so she played as uh, dr. Skurf, what's her name um, who's the, oh. the the whistleblower uh-huh. um, you will know her best I think as Jean-Ralphio's sister in uh, oh Parks and yes Red. and she oh, wow. is fantastic in that like, really large than life comic creation. Uh, in this, basically, anyone could have played this role.
1: This, she, she's the yeah, she's literally the opposite of larger in life character in this.
0: Yeah, buttoned down, a few lines. mousy up. Yeah, and I say she's she's the whistle so she has a few things about. Oh, I'm really scared. This kind of blah, blah. but yeah, she got. N- if you thought Michelle Williams was wasted, I think Jenny Slate. Yeah, that was a great shame that she couldn't um, have more to do in this one. Uh, let's let's talk about tone. So um, so I say it starts off as a horror. Mm. I thought it was pretty, pretty scary, quite unnerving. I, there was, it's not, I say, say, horror is not my genre. So I think real horror fans wouldn't find it scary in the slightest. But there it, it was suddenly, I don't think, even in the DC films, I don't think we've seen anything quite that horror-y mm. uh, for, for a long while.
1: There's some proper body horror stuff going.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which I guess they kind of hinted at in Fantastic Four before that got messed up. But um and I know when Sam Raimi did the Spider-Man films, there was, there was certainly kind of horror-inspired bits, because he's a horror guy. So it, it felt a bit... I mean, when, when Venom was originally talked about, it was a spin-off from the Sam Raimi films, so maybe it makes it I don't know whether this is the same script that's been bobbing around with, with alterations um, for 20 years or whatever it's been. Uh, not 20 years.
1: 50. No, that's not <laughs> Well,
0: it's been around for at least 10 years, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, I quite like that. Cause I like a lot of the MCU. Marvel kind of changed the changed the way that superhero films work, I think. And this this didn't feel like an MCU film for a long time, and I was quite glad about that because uh, it's nice to have a bit of change.
1: At the beginning, though.
0: At the beginning, <laughs> yes, yeah. Because there weren't these kind of like uh, quips. There w- there wasn't a single quip for the first hour.
1: No, it was pretty serious. Drama stuff.
0: And then... And then...
1: <laughs> all over the shop. Oh. All over the shop, yeah. And then it became... It felt like a standard, run-of-the-mill superhero origins
0: film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, before I haven't got much more to say in non-spoilers, really.
1: No, the the, the, the thing is, the, my, my main gripes of the film is to do with plot. Okay. And I can only do that when... In
0: sports. the spoiler section. So, so before we to on to I mean, I came to this with rock bottom expectations. It's it Sony who've messed up up before. it was got <laughs> it was getting one star everywhere. It's it, Tom Hardy had come out before the film was even in cinema saying, "Yeah, I'd, my favourite stuff didn't make it." So I was expecting this to be absolute garbage, and I think it wasn't. It was, I couldn't say it was good, but it was I, uh, better than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I had the same feeling. People were saying that, "Oh, this is as bad as Catwoman." You guys have not seen Catwoman. Catwoman is <laughs> horrendous. You know this. This is
0: this is uh, Citizen Kane. <laughs> <compared to> Catwoman. <laughs> have you seen Citizen Kane? No. <laughs> okay, but this is this. Believe me, I've not seen Catwoman, so we've seen one of them each. Um, I think I made the right choice of those. Of yeah, those two. exactly. Like uh, this. I mean, this is this is way better than Fantastic Four. This is, I'd say, it's better better than Batman versus Superman.
1: It's better. than... Suicide
0: Squad yeah maybe slightly yeah I'd say it's Just just Suicide Squad so we're not talking about a classic here but I I would I definitely watch another one um, hmm. whereas I in fairness I I have to watch these things but I, I would I would, <laughs> I would look forward to seeing another one whereas I'm not sure I'd look forward to seeing Suicide Squad 2 which again I would have to watch but mm-hmm. yeah okay Same. let's go let's go spoilers, now. spoilers 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 indeed Okay, so uh,
1: just just, like all spoiler, uh, beginning of all spoiler parts, I have a ton of questions about the plot. So many questions about the plot. (laughs) Where? where was
0: the second act, for example?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So hit me with some questions, Dijon. It it followed on a very generic superhero plot, as as we mentioned after uh, after the first act. You know, there's a generic bad guy at the end and then he defeated him in, in like the last 10 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. It was that simple. Um, there were plot holes. So, in this film, it was discussed that the symbiote cannot merge with just anyone.
0: Yes. Yes. Very you few know? yes. can- people got killed because... Because they weren't a match, yeah. Okay, and seemingly quite quickly, sometimes slower, but yeah, okay.
1: Very quickly, they just die. And what makes Eddie Brock such a good, you know, host is because yeah, part of, part of the reasons uh, why it works is because Venom and Eddie Brock makes a good, has yep, a good relationship yep. because he's special or something like that. Something like that. There is another. So the villain of this film is another symbiote called Riot. Riot, yeah. And this rule does not seem to apply to this symbiote whatsoever.
0: He's possessing a dog, he's possessing some little girl. he's possess- um. He
1: possesses everyone. He can possess, for some reason, he knows he can possess Elon Musk as well. Yes. <laughs> and it works perfectly fine. And nothing happens to any of the people he possesses whatsoever.
0: Yep. So if I were being generous, I'd say that some of the people um, who, who get killed by the symbiotes um get killed very slowly so the things he's possessing en route to to elon musk um are i find because he's not there for long how he knew that he could he could possess uh well riz ahmed like one of those um, <laughs> who, yeah who knows? Who, who knows who knows
1: no one knows no one knows and it took him six months to arrive into America because it's,
0: it's old Malaysian people walking to America or something yeah clearly
1: <laughs> right because <laughs> we know we don't have ambulances or <laughs> any cars which is showed in the first bloody 10 <laughs> minutes of the film
0: yeah so the yeah. issue is that, um, that these things can ke- can kill people which is, which is kind of fun I suppose <laughs> yeah oh uh, I
1: did I did like that that was such a big gaping plot hole in this whole film
0: uh, yep yeah, I, okay, I can't answer that one what else you got
1: and obviously, a little girl can sneak into a ris- uh, <laughs> to to um, to basically Tesla. Really,
0: yeah. I'm not sure where she came from. I assume that she was one of these kids that was on the school trip, but. That was like half an hour before she turned up, and she's yep, still sort of wandering around. The, the so, yeah. um,
1: in in the film, the symbiote basically jumped from people to people, possessed yeah. different people to get to um, Riz Ahmed's character.
0: Fortunately, the... as so often happens in these things, um, their eyes do weird things to show that they're being possessed.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course, because how, how how on earth would you would we know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and before he possessed Elon Musk, it was he possessed a little girl. Yes, a tiny little girl from a plane all the way to Tesla. Yeah. You know, if it was so easy for me to go into Tesla and meet uh, Elon Musk, <laughs> I would have done it really easily. Yeah. And no one would, And the thing is, within these six months, this symbiote would have killed lots of people, would have eaten lots of people, yeah. and no one has made a peep in yeah. these six months. What?
0: <laughs> yes. And and this is one the this isn't so much a question but the the, the kind of the killing both venom and right bite people's heads off quite a bit yeah but obviously to get their pg-13 rating you don't see that so you get a lot of dialogue that says things like i'm going to bite your head off and then you don't you and don't, don't see anything the, happening I, I at least thought you might see a kind of a headless body or something because surely you can get away with that in a pg-13 if, if you frame, yeah. it, frame it right but um no uh um what else is there to do the, with this the, the, the entire plot line. so we've got the, the first hour I guess is, is Tom Hardy going what's going on well, in fact a lot of him he's he's a journalist he gets well he he gets fired for, for basically confronting Riz Ahmed and then somehow Michelle Williams gets fired as well but she must have a case for unfair dismissal because it just seems to be based on nervousness. No oh, um, sorry um, to cut in there oh, yeah.
1: why did the editor send Eddie Brock to interview Riz Ahmed
0: uh, there wasn't there some plot line about how they need him on side because oh yeah because if they don't if I not nice to him he'd buy their company and destroy it or something because that's what billionaires do
1: yeah but why Eddie Brock though they know what kind of pieces Eddie Brock do they are his um, editor for god's sake yes I,
0: do, I, <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea I mean they, <laughs> what, they he a- did a
1: huge montage before yeah, the interview to show how much of a <laughs> Uh, a provocation yes he's yeah. the
0: best investigative journalist working today i know, you know I mean? and oh of course you sent him to uh to, to a puff piece <laughs> on the <a, sighs> on i mean yeah that was but yeah and then someone very quickly is like oh wait a minute he's the fiancee of that girl let's fire her and then she's immediately like right engagements off which shows the, <laughs> the, the depth of their their relationship um so i was like so you get a lot then you get a lot of um tom Hunt, it's like what's going on i'm being possessed this is scary which, which is still oh, yeah makes which sense just, fine yeah, some pretty good the, action like scenes the big, yeah then it's suddenly hey we're on the same team we need to get to that rocket and destroy that rocket cool let's do that and that's basically the entire character motivation is covered off in a About a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's like right, we're going straight off, and it's like, well, why? Because Venom's Venom wants to destroy the entire world, and then he doesn't, and he explicitly says it's because of you, Eddie. I'm not sure what it is that Eddie's done that has made him change his mind, because we don't see any heroics or or good nature or anything, really, do we? Other than him saying, "Don't kill people too much."
1: Yep, (laughs) Um, I I do understand Venom's motivation, though, the bit of him being a loser in his real life, and in on Earth, he's actually a hero kind of kind of thing
0: yeah i i,
1: I do understand I that af- i can appreciate
0: the sentiment i don't I don't think we i don't think it was earned i don't think we really saw that no because i mean how was he a hero up till then <laughs> that, what that he, is what, true what he, done.
1: he he broke into uh <laughs> the, the the newspaper
0: place yeah uh he destroyed some drones and he didn't kill a child. Yes. Or Michelle Williams. That that, that was about the extent. Oh, and he didn't kill <laughs> didn't kill a security guard.
1: Yeah, he did kill the SWAT I mean, officers. So basically, his heroism is not killing people.
0: Uh, Just like I'm, us, Calling, we could be heroes saying, too. I've barely killed anyone today. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> how heroic am I? <laughs> so I mean, the, the action scenes I thought were pretty decent. They, they looked good. They weren't too long. They were fairly. They they, were, they weren't the most exciting I've ever seen. The, the rocket thing I thought worked better than. I th- thought it would because it, look, looking at the trailers I thought there's going to be this big CGI fest and it's mm. going to be like Batman v Superman again and it was a CGI fest but it was it was fairly good for as these things go
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I just it just seems some out of nowhere to say right this is what we're going to do now let's do that okay plot over um, very quickly I, I have a question Zijan um, so so Riot wanted to take this rocket back up to a, a meteor or something and bring, bring all on. the
1: rest of the symbiotes down
0: yeah Let's not let's not think too hard about how that would work. <laughs> okay. Was was Riz Ahmed on board with that idea, or was he possessed, or was it both? I,
1: I have no idea. That was one of my other questions as well.
0: <laughs> what on earth was
1: Riz Ahmed's motivation to do this whole thing? Yeah, I know he talked about like things like population control, yeah, under resources and everything. If this was set in the same MCU world, hello, have you met Thanos? Yes. He's already done that for you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, easily, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to do all this anymore. Because yeah, he had a bit of, yeah, we the next step forward in mankind, and there's no more weaknesses. But yeah, I, I presumably, unbeknownst to the audience, he's got this whole kind of relationship with right, just like Eddie Brock does with Venom, and they've arranged this deal whereby he's going to help him out or something. Or, i'm assuming that's what's happening but we're not told for, and for some reason it's a
1: symbiotic relationship not a parasitic parasitic one like all riots past relationships were
0: yes yeah because why can't you just do it what do you like because i because I, I, again you feel like eddie brock doesn't really have any he doesn't really have any control of what venom wants to do nope so it's just venom's good nature apparently that means that they work as a team this thing you, you get where, where Venom's face comes out and talks to him—is that something that happens in the comics, or is that just a?
1: Uh, I'm not well worth enough yeah, in Venom okay. knowledge to be able to answer that question.
0: But so I think, as I say, I quite enjoy this as, as a as a buddy comedy. Let's let's do it with a, with a darker tinge. If that's Me what the film is going to be, I I'm happily happy see a sequel like that. But yes. Um. We had Michelle Williams as, as a venom.
1: Oh. I didn't know Michelle Williams had a superpower, Colin. The superpower to be at the right place at the exact right time. Yes.
0: Every single time. And then to get back very quickly. <laughs> Cause they kinda just they leave her she's like, Hey, I wanna fight too, and like no, we're gonna leave you behind. And then like five minutes later she's in the same place. Wait, <laughs> look, she
1: she's <laughs> she has a superpower that we do not know of. Yeah. Wow. Um in the comic books apparently her character was well, she venom. Okay, so the symbiosis So that's Venom. what they were going for.
0: Okay, yeah. I, I thought that worked pretty well. Although again, it didn't feel earned in the slightest.
1: No, and of course, um, Venom can bond with her perfectly fine yes. as well, with no I'm, issues
0: whatsoever. I mean, to me, if you're going to do that, you, which I say I quite enjoy it. What you, she's called Annie. your Annie. Um. You need to build up that character more, and maybe we get an extent a ten minute sequence, fifteen minutes of her as that as Venom in the sequel. I think yeah. where you actually care about the character, and it, and you get the character to do something other than just walk up, sashay a bit, and then kiss Tom Hardy. It just seemed it seemed like kind of thing, Oh, that that would be cool. Let's do that without really thinking about how to develop it or to build it up. So that seemed like a waste of opportunity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he destroys the rocket. Violet presumably dies, or maybe doesn't. Who knows?
1: Who knows? And end a story, and of oh. story. Uh, um, when sacrificed, supposedly sacrificed himself to save Brock. Oh yeah, then
0: he comes back. Of course he does. Um, I all mean, sequel. We, we got a weird. Yeah, they didn't explain how that happened, but that was where it felt a bit even like a romantic comedy where he he and Michelle Williams. Are, and that that was the only time I felt they had a bit of chemistry when they're batting back and forth at the end. But, yeah, uh, me too. Stan Lee turns up and says, I'm glad to see the both of you back together. Wink wink. That was weird. That was so weird.
1: Ah, Stan Lee.
0: That was one of the all time worst Stanley cameos. Um, <laughs> oh, I did like the fact going back a bit where they they'd managed to get Eddie Brock and Venom separated. Um and then it's like, Oh, it's it's fine, he's in this in this just room. There's no way he's gonna get out And then he goes through the vents. I think, well, you seem very calm just because he's behind some glass. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and, also,
1: and, sorry, just one more point. Yeah. Uh, for someone who is as rich as Elon Musk, he yes. hires like the worst specialist ever <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to capture Venom. Like, yes. honestly, he got hit-butted by Eddie Brock without Venom in him. Oh, he and did, the, didn't he? In yes. the interrogation scene. Like, what the heck? And obviously, he has to do a long monologue in the yes. middle of the
0: forest. <laughs> but the, the classic uh, lean-in headbutt trick here. Uh,
1: uh,
0: post-credits. The first post-credits thing is Woody Harrelson rocking up to, to play Carnage. Yep. Um, in... Woody Harrelson who worked with Ruben Fleischer in uh, in Zombieland so I guess that makes sense did they, they hit uh, that well actually I, I didn't know that was coming up and Woody Harrelson's quite a big name so I've, I, t- t- I was a bit surprised when we saw him in this thing because we usually I don't remember seeing I guess you get like Samuel Jackson or something like that in, in the Avengers but I think people probably knew he was doing that before yeah know. well for um, those who
1: don't know Carnage is basically another symbiote but the the human character I can't remember the name of the human uh, is no. basically a serial killer in real
0: Okay, and uh, he's got and ridiculous red red hair.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh. and hence the the bond makes him a very dangerous enemy for Venom.
0: So it does sound a bit like they're trying to do the same thing again in the sequel. <laughs> symbiote versus Symbiote. Mm-hmm. If they're going to get a sequel. Uh, which I think this apparently uh, it's been critically trounced, but, um, but it's done pretty well at the box office. So we like it. Certainly Sony are very keen to kick off their cinematic universe. Um, well,
1: they need to kick off one cinematic universe, yes.
0: first, right? <laughs> they've had a few tries. Um, so I don't know whether we get a straight Venom sequel or whether they pair them up. Because they, they want to get to Sinister Six, don't they, eventually. But um, who knows? Who knows? And then post-post credits, we get a clip from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which looks like it's going to be a much better film than this.
1: I saw the trailer, the, the trailer for Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse came out before the film, and yeah. that looked
0: amazing. It looks great. Uh, I know. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I never really watch these kind of things, but I, I, I want to watch this one. I, I like the fact, just to ignore the Venom film for now, um, that, that it seems to be the, um, the, the main Spider-Man guy, was voiced by Jake Johnson, seems to be the Tobey Maguire, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Well. He's done the kind of, you see the upside down kiss with MJ, and you see the kind of car yeah, yeah. through the window. I like, I really like the kind of, yeah, let's, obviously it's not the main character, but kind of let's continue that universe for a bit. Hmm. So that, that's, that's, cool. that's Chris Lord and Phil Miller of. Uh, let's do a review two, of uh, that, Colin. Like uh, sure, why not? Why not? That's around, it's around Christmas time, isn't it? Second week. Is that, is that the same time as Ackerman? Hmm. Is it? Oh, maybe I'll watch that instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. That new Aquaman tra- trailer out as well. Um, Mira's hair is far too red <laughs> is that your only complaint that's, that's my takeaway from that <laughs> um, shall we bump uh, yeah we should bump it bump Jonah Hill to next time yes uh, in which case we go to our quiz on Netflix Originals Colin why do you keep choosing quiz, quizzes with so many films in them uh, that means I don't need to bother researching <laughs>
1: so so many films in them yes there's uh, no
0: way we're going to get a good score of this one we're doing uh, so well as well I don't know I've written some pretty nice questions I think you'll be alright oh. uh, I'll kick it off which 2018 film was based on a spec script called God Particle uh,
1: 2018 this is not Annihilation
0: right is it uh, Annihilation it's not it's uh, the Cloverfield Paradox
1: oh no I don't know that question one how many original films have we made between Adam Sandler and Netflix so far
0: I believe they've had four so far. That's correct. Yeah, One of them apparently is not terrible. Um, who wrote the Will Smith, Joel Edgerton film Bright?
1: <sighs> I thought you were asking easy questions, Colin. That's easy. Oh my god. Uh, I'm sure I, well,
0: if you cast your mind back to, to C or not to Z, I'm sure I uh, I mentioned the writer of this film.
1: Uh, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's someone that Oh, I can't even think of any writers at the moment. nope go on.
0: No, uh, Max Landis.
1: Yeah, no. Nope. Okay. Question two: Which Oscar-nominated actor played the role of Johnny Wilcox, a disturbed zoologist and TV personality, in the film Okja
0: Uh, ooh, I spoke uh, about this film. Yeah, I um, I haven't seen it. But Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. I'm going with him. Yes, that's correct. Excellent. Uh, question three for you. Who starred as General Glenn McMohan, McMohan? Yeah, McMahon? M C M A H O N. McMahon in the 2017 satire War Machine?
1: I clearly have not seen any of this at all. Is this Idris Elba?
0: Uh, it's Brad Pitt. What are these films?
1: <laughs> question three for you to win. Oh, yes. The sequel to which Oscar nominated film had the subtitle Sword of Destiny.
0: I, I almost wrote this question for you, if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Way well done, Colin, for choosing such a difficult. Hey, I'm, I'm 100% so well. uh, Question mm-hmm. four for you. Last year, Netflix tweeted that 53 people had watched which film for 18 days in a row. What is this? Is this made the news. This is. Uh... No, it hasn't made my
1: news. <laughs> okay. What film? 53 days why 53 days
0: Uh, 53 people have watched it for 18 days in a row Netflix tweeted about it and said who hurt you got a bit of a backlash (sighs) no I have no idea Uh, A Christmas Prince wow 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 question 4 in a
1: film Bright LAPD officer Daryl Ward played by Will Smith, has been involuntarily partnered with another police officer of which mythical race he's an orc yep
0: uh, question five for you. Who got Oscar nominations for acting and singing in Mudbound? Uh, I know this.
1: Yeah? Uh, <laughs> come on, give me why! Give me why! Is it... Missy
0: Elliot? Oh, it's no! Mary, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige! Ah! Could it be 5 nil? Could this uh, be? A- probably is.
1: Question five. Apart from Natalie Portman, name one of the other actresses who formed the group of military scientists in the film Annihilation. Uh, Tessa Thompson way, Look Fine. at my questions, Colin. I ask questions about films which are which people watch.
0: I have seen one of the films I know write a question about. Right. Sorry.
1: Sorry, Zizia. This is awful, man.
0: <laughs> the Cloverfield products, that was big. I
1: I at least ask film questions on films that are big. <laughs> not some obscure ones. These are all big. Anyway.
0: Uh, <laughs> Um, that puts me uh, ahead for the year, probably.
1: Yeah, I hope you feel ashamed for yourself. <laughs> A
0: little bit. We're also very pleased. Um, what's our topic for the next quiz? The Toy Story trilogy. Excellent. And what's our, what's our topic for next time, Adrian?
1: I have no idea. I can't I thought, remember that. I
0: thought you might have forgotten, but fortunately I've written it down. It is films about musicians. Oh, yes. Um, so I look forward to that, and we will see you then.
1: Bye.